Hey everyone, this is Fraser with The Agent Marketer. I want to welcome you to another episode of The Agent Marketer podcast. We are uh, we're at number 9. Yeah, we are at number 9 on the old podcast episode list and this one is uh, one of my favorites. So, uh one thing that I'm doing now is I, I'm doing a lot of education, a lot of training. Right now I'm doing uh, monthly education uh, at uh, an EXP world. And I'm actually going to be doing, uh, when this podcast releases, I'm actually going to be doing uh, a education and training about social proof. And uh, with that... I wanted to uh, I wanted to actually bring in the audio from an interview I did with a, my good friend Alex Wayne. He is uh, he's known as the hundred million dollar agent. He's out of the South Bay in uh, uh, in the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, great guy. Uh, he did over a hundred million in uh, production as an agent, and uh, he uh, is uh, listed by the Wall Street Journal in the top two fifty of agents in the country. Um, he, social proof is something he lives by. He doesn't do a lot of the traditional marketing that agents do. He, he puts everything, uh, for him on, on Yelp. It's all about the reviews. It's all about the testimonials. And he does a great job of setting expectations with his clients and everything. And it, it basically his whole strategy you're about to hear right now. I'm about to add the audio for that. Now, keep in mind when we did this interview, uh, the mic wasn't that great. Uh, we were doing it on uh, on a video cast as well, so um, so the audio isn't fantastic. It's still you'll, you'll still be able to hear it, and it's just not going to be as clear as, as this is right now. Um, so uh, you know, bear with that. But it's great content. It's great data. It, 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 here and now, the reason why I want to do this and actually replay that, just like kind of I did in episode eight with uh with the uh the content marketing panel is that right now social proof is just it's huge right and and alex's proof that if if even if you don't do the traditional stuff if you just if you just focus on delivering a great experience and making sure that you're getting those testimonials and reviews and putting them in a location yelp has over 160 million visitors a month um, that you can get business from people that are, are just searching uh, for help online. So it's a very important message. So I'm about to bring on Alex, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. All right. Hey, thanks, for everyone, for joining us today. Uh, here on my left is Alex Wayne, the $100 million agent. Awesome dude. Um, thank you for joining us. This is uh, sponsored by Mason McDuffie Mortgage. We are in Danville, California right now in our Tech Accelerator office. So no perfect place to have Alex then in the heart and soul of Mace McDuffie's social media empire. So uh, without further ado, uh, Alex, please uh, introduce yourself to the crowd. Yeah, thanks, Jason. So my name is Alex Wang. I am the real estate evangelist at the Sereno Group, and I'm located in Palo Alto, California, in the heart of Silicon Valley. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited to talk to you guys today about social proof. Awesome. So, Alex, I get this, you know, we've talked, you know, you've uh, you had your uh, your video that you shared with our Snapback uh, real estate group. Um, we've been connected for uh, a long time. Uh, love your content. Love what you're doing on video. Um, so so for the people that don't understand what social proof is, how do you explain that to them? Sure. So social proof pretty much is that the positive influence that's created when someone sees what other people are doing. And so 
a common example is let's say you're really hungry and you're walking down the street and you want to get some food and you and your buddies have a choice of two restaurants and one restaurant has nobody sitting inside and the other restaurant has a line out the door, right? Which restaurant are you going to be more likely to want to go eat at? Probably the one with the line out the door. Yeah. Um, if you had a local coffee shop, um, you know, there's been studies that have been shown that if the coffee shop actually puts money inside the tip jar before, you know, instead of rather than having an empty coffee, uh, empty tip jar, mm -hmm. that people are more inclined to tip because there's already money saying that people have already tipped in the yeah. tip jar before. Yeah. And so essentially social proof is really uh, building that through online presence and online reviews is where I really have been able to hone my, my business. Gotcha. So, you know, you, you preach a lot about having that online presence and, you know, the reviews play a big part into that. So when you, when you started online, your, your very first online with a website or whatever, what did you focus on the most? Was it getting on social or was it getting your website dialed in? What was, you know, what was the start for you? I think the very first start is definitely the website. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to have a good website, I mean, it's a reflection of you. It's like the extension of the, now the, before it was the business card. Here, hi, my name is Alex Wayne. Give him a little card. I don't even carry cards anymore. I mean, people just Google me and find me, and the first thing that they see is my website. Mm -hmm. And so that's the first impression. And so I think it's really, really important. I think that a lot of agents where they go wrong is that they try to do it on the cheap. Yeah. Uh, they try to, oh, I can do it myself or I can do it. I mean, I think that you know, when I say do it on the cheap, I mean spending some some money to actually create a great product because that website is going to be the the main Mm -hmm. site, the reflection of you, your calling card. And then the cap, the website has got to have ability to, to capture information. And so people are compelled that there's some sort of call to action or CTA. And so they go on the website, they find out about you. Oh, this is, this is Jason. This is what he does. And then basically there's a CTA call to action. They, they log their information in there. And so in addition to that is photography and good copy. Right. Take some good photos. Don't use photos, you know, from your iPhone. Get a, get a good photographer, really, really great professional photography that looks good. And then, you know, get good copywriting. Um, when you so other than, you know, you did your website and whatnot, when you really started to to focus on reviews, so to get to start with that social proof, what site did you concentrate on first or did your customers decide that for you? Basically, like because yeah, we've had that happened to us where we didn't have a Yelp presence and, and this was years ago. Right. And then we had a customer that reviewed it. Luckily it was positive, but they right. started us on Yelp. Yeah. How did, how did you start on your, your review game basically yeah. to start that social proof? Yeah. It wasn't any science, just a, cli a client reviewed me. It was in December 7th, 2007. See that he remembers the exact date. Yeah. And, uh, you know, client just reviewed me and said they had a good experience working with me, appreciated my negotiation skills, and, you know, it was, a, it, was a, it was a pleasurable experience buying a house. And so I got pinged, and this is on Yelp, actually, and mm -hmm. I got pinged saying, hey, you got a review. Set up your account. I was like, okay. So I set up my account. So it wasn't really me necessarily focusing on Yelp, but more so, you know, someone reviewed me, and that kind of started it. But that was back when there was not a lot of online reviews. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Nowadays, there's so many different sites. Gotcha. So speaking of Yelp, we got a question. Um, uh, do you want, do you, they want to know, do you advertise on Yelp? And then if so, 
um, what's the type of Yelp advertising that you do? Sure. So, uh, yes, I am an Yelp advertiser. There are different programs and different tiers. And so I'm not, I don't have the exact details in terms of what type of advertising that you have. I think everyone is different. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what I do think is important is that before you even try to advertise on any sites, whether it be Yelp or Zillow or any other sites, is that you have a good amount of organic natural reviews already. Mm -hmm. I think where people get upset is that I hear them say, oh, you know, I just spent a couple hundred bucks on this site and I'm not getting any business. Mm -hmm. Well, the problem is that you don't have any reviews on the site. And so you're spending money for people to see, but people hop on that review site and see that you have zero reviews, then what's the point? And so before you start spending any money on advertising, you really want to build that presence on Yelp. And there's a lot of things that you can do that is not necessarily paid that you can really help curate that, that online profile to make it an engaged profile before you start advertising. Gotcha. And then uh, another question is, uh, so, well, let me ask you this before I get into the next one. So as far as reviews go, where are you the most heavy on reviews? I mean, and then where do you try to concentrate? Where do you see the most value on reviews, but where for your business, where's your review business coming from? Is it Yelp? Is it Google? Yeah. I don't know if you do reach 150 or other, right. other, other services, but where's your, where's your biggest review? Um, crop coming from. Sure. So I think the lion's share is probably from Yelp and Zillow. Mm-hmm. Um, now that's kind of more so just because that's just the way that it's kind of evolved over the time. But I think that now I'm really focused on in the future growing the Google presence mm-hmm. on the reviews as well as on Facebook. Okay. Um, Third party sites like uh, Reach 150 or other sites like that, I'm not necessarily as, as excited about because I don't see the, the, uh, um, if they take all my reviews and aggregate onto a separate site, that's not really what I want. I really want them to go onto the, either my website or onto uh, onto the primary review sites. Mm-hmm. And then, in terms of my focus, in terms of each each site is different, so you really got to learn and dive in to to what the differences are in each site. For example, on Yelp, you know, people the the amount of uh, search terms for real estate agent that that search term has increased by double in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And in 2007, when I got my first review, I was like, "Wow, that's kind of weird." I thought Yelp is only for restaurants, mm-hmm. and you can see that that is changing now. Now you can find dentists and service providers and all that, so it's changing. But the the intent for the for the consumers on there is they're looking for a real estate agent when they go onto Yelp mm-hmm. or get onto Yelp. For Zillow, it's a little bit different. Right? Yeah. Zillow, their intent is more so looking for the house. Yeah. They're on there. They're not necessarily looking, typing in my name or typing mm-hmm. in real estate agent. They actually found a house, and then Zillow provides them a couple options of choices, and then they, they decide based upon the reviews or based upon finding going onto the, that agent's website or the mm-hmm. amount of production they have, whether or not they want to reach out to that agent. So yeah. you really want to understand each of the different review sites because they're, they're, each one's different. Yeah. So you brought up a, a very important point that I think maybe some of you missed, maybe not, uh, but one that's really not talked about, not just, not just with what you're talking about on social proof, but what you're talking about in marketing in general is the intent of the customer. And so it's incredibly important to understand that when you're doing any type of marketing, but especially with what Alex is talking about with reviews is the intent is key. Like where, what is that, what is that person doing on your website? What is that person doing on Yelp? What are they, what are they searching for? Cause like when you're talking about how, you know, Yelp was just for restaurants. Right. But that's, but now you could like, who, who does the best like roast beef sandwich at a deli? Like you could really get that granular and what you're searching for on Yelp and you'll find it. So 
Um, the intent is absolutely key. You had mentioned um, Google. And so for Google Plus, um, are you active on Google Plus? Do you post anything? And if so, do you see any benefits from it? Yeah, so Google Plus, I think, is kind of evolved. I've been fortunate that my clients, you know, a lot of my clients work at Google. And so I've been able to really drink their Kool-Aid and understand, you know, kind of the products that they're pushing out. Um, I do see that I think that Google Plus, they're, they're backing off on Google Plus and that it hasn't been as successful as they like. Mm-hmm. But they really have wrapped it into what uh, is more so now the Google My Business page. So um, I think the link is mybusiness.google.com. Mm-hmm. But you log in there and set up your, your basic page. And that way you'll be searchable on Google Maps. And if people are doing searches that you'll pop up on the upper right-hand search results. I think that's probably where I think it's more the focus and having reviews there than than so than Google Plus. Gotcha. Okay. So uh, this will. Be, there's a couple of questions um, that I that I want to ask um, that based off of what people are asking here. Um, but uh, my man Eric from Florida. Eric, thanks for joining us, baby. Um, What's up, Eric? So, so uh, yeah, you know Eric. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so since y'all uh, prefers not for people not to ask for reviews, um, how do you how do you get Yelp reviews? Like how, how are you handling that process if you're not outright asking for them? Or maybe you are, but like how, and this goes with another question from Rory, which is basically so is like uh, steering, uh, you know, how do you steer clients towards a certain review platform or do right. you do that or all, or just give them options yeah. to, to review? So, yeah. So it's a, it's, it's a little bit more complicated than, 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 um, than may, may seem, but uh, I guess the first question in terms of, yes, you're not supposed to solicit reviews. And so there are some other sites that they're totally fine with you posting it on Facebook and say, hey, review me here. Um, that's not my style. It's never been. And I think I mean, if we're speaking about Yelp, it's specifically about natural and organic reviews. And that means that you're not asking them to review you. Um, so when I meet clients, you know, I really want to provide a really good experience. And I tell them in the beginning, I mean, a lot of times if they come from me from online, you know, I not only want them to refer, refer me to their to their friends and family members and coworkers, yeah. I want them to share their experience online with working with me. And in order to do that, I got to perform a, a much, much higher level than your typical transactional real estate agent. So that comes more so from client experience mm-hmm. and, you know, just building that long-term relationship. I mean, if you can play a game and say, hey, by the end of the closing time, when I give my client the keys... They're going to be so happy. They'll, they'll they'll review me on ten sites. Yeah, you know, if you can get to that point and get yeah. them there, then you won't have any problem with them sharing their experience working with you. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, and and those that you know have have followed me understand or know that I preach consumer experience. Alex does that very well. If you watch any of his content, that's all that's all he's doing. You get a general feeling of just understanding before I even met Alex, which was last year at Inman Connect. Um, you know, when I met him in real life, same thing, same guy. And so it's important to come across like that on video. But he's right. Is is you want to, you want to hit them right when they're at their happiest moment. And obviously, if you're doing what you feel is right, because you know, in, in real estate, it gets messy. Stuff that's not your fault and whatever. And you're going to take blame. You're going to you know whatever. But hitting them at the right time is key to just to get them to review because they're just so happy and they're and they're more than the happy to review you on whatever site. Um, but. Uh, uh, Michelle has asked a question, which is something that we were talking about before we went live, which is um, it's about getting reviews on Yelp and they don't show up. And so what happens with Yelp is that, and again, this is something that Alex and I were talking about, is that you just have a one and done. So we have this problem at our company as well as we have a lot of a lot of our borrowers just aren't on Yelp. So 
if they log on one time to do that one five star review to you, in fact, it's when they do, and it's 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 funny, it's 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 a it's a wide spectrum. So if they go on once and do the five star, that's flagged just as much as if they go on once to do the one star because then they just don't. So there's kind of that middle ground where you happen. So uh, Michelle, just just keep going. You could also ask Yelp to you could contact them and, and have them reconsider, seeing if they'll put that up there again. Um, but that just happens, unfortunately, especially if those people aren't doing a lot of a lot of business on on Yelp. Yeah, um, and it's just it's hard to. I mean, there's no real secret sauce on how you can game the system. I mean, Yelp has their own algorithm, just like you know Facebook has their own algorithm, and basically it's a, it's a formula, yeah. and you can't necessarily be an advertiser and it's completely a separation of church and state, right? I mean, mm-hmm. being an advertiser on Yelp doesn't mean that your reviews will suddenly pop up. I know there's just some people say that, that that that's the case, but actually it is really completely separate and it really depends upon their algorithm. Yeah. And so, and there's been studies to back this up, you can Google it. Um, but I think more so it's just focusing more on where your clients are at. And so, you know, some clients, they don't even know what Yelp is mm-hmm. and probably not the best yeah. For them to be reviewing you on Yelp, yeah. right? Maybe ones that that are, have an Android phone, then you know for sure they have a Google account. Maybe should this, they should review you on Google. Yeah. And so, you know, the best site for your clients to use is the one that they use. Yeah. 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 And, and, and Dustin brings up a good point about the tip jar analogy for the social proof. It's the same thing for social media is sometimes people don't want to be the first person to like something or to comment on something. So if you, uh, what I've done is if you have like a partner page or, or generally it's good to have a good, you know, uh, a, a good community like we have in the snap pack is generally when I see content from other, I'll like and comment on something like that, not just to do it to, to help them, but honestly, because we have a lot of good people that have good content like you. Yeah. Um, so that's, that, that's a good point uh, by Dustin. Um, we've got a question from Tim here is what percent of your revenues do you spend on an annual basis for social media management advertising? So social media management itself, I mean, that's kind of, I mean, it's all done by myself. I mean, I, I, I'm the one pressing the buttons for social media. And so um, I don't really spend much money there. What was the other part for just for? Oh, uh, so for advertising. Oh, advertising. I mean, I budget with, I like to go run with the 10% kind of uh, rule of thumb. I know a lot, a lot of people can go closer to 20% in terms of your budget for advertising. And, and also, I don't do much print. And in my market, at least, there's people that do these full page ads in the newspaper that cost like, you know, two, three grand a weekend mm-hmm. just to kind of get a face out there yeah, and to humble brag about whatever they're doing. And mm-hmm. that, that just hasn't been my focus. My focus is really not on online, building my online presence. And so uh, I would say 10 to 20 percent would be a really, really good, uh, good kind of uh, target range mm-hmm. um, to start off with. OK. Yeah. And then. Um, so when you're saying, so Dustin's asking, so are you, when you, how do you really add, like, give me a script. I'm, you just, you just got me a new home, the best house, my, my forever home. I'm loving you. You know, you know, I want you to come babysit my kids. Yeah. yeah. You know, that type of trust. How, how are you, how are you asking me for a review? Like what's your script? So right. to speak. Right. So I don't actually don't have an, uh, an ask. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty big ask to ask them. Hey, can you spend the time for five, 10, 15 minutes to write a review for me? Mm-hmm. Um, where I do ask is I ask for it in the beginning. Okay. Yeah. In the beginning, I say, you know, I figured out where they came from. They come from a referral. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you came from, let's say Jonathan referred you. Yeah. And, you know, I want to do such a good job that, because I'm not only serving you, I'm also serving Jonathan yeah, as well. Absolutely. Right? And so, uh, such a good job that you'll be able to share, share your experience with everybody, you know, mm-hmm. online, offline, whatever. And then throughout the transaction, there's different points in which, you know, 
you're really performing at the top of your game. Mm-hmm. And when you're there, you just mentioned again, yeah, yeah, I'm super excited and I can't wait for you to be able to share your experience yeah. with me online. I'm just, you know, super excited to have this long-term relationship. So, so I don't really have necessarily a script to kind of do, mm-hmm. have the ask. Um, it's more so kind of goes with how you're feeling. Okay, gotcha. And kind of, kind of going, going with that. Yeah. That makes sense. And that, no, it's perfect because it's also something that we talk about a lot. And that's not, I mean, I use the script just for the lack of a better term, but uh, and I think, I think you actually made this comment on someone else's post in the snap pack months ago, but it's actually something that I use all the time. And it's more of like templated work or bucketed work gets a, gets a templated response or a bucketed response. So I think that's key to understand is that, is that is Alex isn't going from a script like this is how I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. It's he's looking at it, again. He's looking at the experience. He's looking at the touch points. How's that person coming in? How is he going to reflect on the referrals that coming from a family member, friend? Was that last client a pain in the butt? And maybe this guy's going to you know. So you're taking it as they come, but you're not putting everyone in a bucket one size fits all. You're treating them as they come and then acting accordingly. So I think that's that's a key thing to to understand. Um, so I think that actually answers. Scott's questions about, is there a plat? So, yeah. So, and I see this question a lot is there's not a, there, there isn't a one singular platform where you review once and it reviews everywhere. Cause each system has their own closed session of reviews. Some of them you can like, you know, it, but, it, but there are, there are a lot of platforms out there um, that will at least do a lot of the lion's share work for you. So you can get someone to kind of go in and review once and get at least help to work pushes out on social automatically, but then it, it does most of the work on Zillow or um, Google. Um, we were talking a little bit about this before. What plat is there a platform that you're using now to help with review? Yeah, I, mean, I, I have a little bit. I, I have I have mixed feelings about these kind of review aggregation sites because um, just like in search engine optimization SEO, you get penalized for duplicate content. Yep. Right. And so, like, you have your multiple websites that have the same stuff, then Google says, "Hey, this is not very valuable. It's it's, it's not unique." Mm-hmm. I feel the same way. I, I suspect that I can't verify this yet, but I suspect that for the, a lot of these review sites, it's the same thing. And there's, if it's a duplicate content review, let's say the same identical review with the same words and everything is posted up on Yelp and Zillow and Google and Facebook, I suspect that it just doesn't give as much credibility and hey even even just from a viewer looking at it, it doesn't give much credibility and so i think the i hate to say it but the but the uh the answer the correct answer is that you've got to do it organic and naturally and each yeah. each site is different and yeah. so there are some site companies that actually try to aggregate it but i think it's it's difficult to do that uh well yeah and again goes back to what we we're talking about earlier and that's that's a, it's a templated thing to do. And yes, you want to do automation to help you out. But at the same time, there are certain things that are just so important, like getting authentic, accurate reviews um, that you want to take the time to do yourself. Now, again, depending on your business, you know, look at to me and Alex is Alex is is 100 percent proof of of getting good reviews, getting business, being successful at your job because of doing all that to where the automation may may be a hindrance as opposed to a help. So I think it's important that you concentrate on the things that's really gonna help your business. Obviously the social proof aspect, your online presence, all that is proven to be a help and not doing the automation, not buying into the aggregation and doing it yourself because it's paid off for you. It's like McDonald's versus like a nice restaurant, right? Yeah. I mean, 
I mean, the restaurant owner is going to figure out and say, how, how do I get more reviews for my restaurant? Yeah. Make some good food. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's, it's that simple. All right. So another question from Eric. Um, how do you see the customer's intent on your Facebook page, or do you post more about what interests you? So Facebook, so, I mean, whether it be my personal page or my business page, I think that um, it's more so for connecting with my clients and relationships mm -hmm. and not so much about my listings. Um, I actually can't stand posting, and I've talked about this before, my listings. Hey, come by my open house from 1 to 4 this Saturday. Um, I think that's okay once in a while, but, you know, think about it. If your friend or people in your sphere or in your Facebook, uh, you know, friends see that over and over again every single weekend, they're going to tune out. Yeah. Unless they're in the market. So if they're in the market, then you go to them where they are in the market and not necessarily on Facebook, which is more of a personal yeah. relationship connection. But I love using Facebook to find out, you know, you know, that your son's birthday mm -hmm. right? or, or basically or what you like to do, what kind of restaurants you like to go to or just kind of understanding where my clients and friends, what they're doing in life yeah. and even engaging with them on, on there. So I think connecting and engaging, that's huge. Yeah. Uh, but I don't use it as much so for business. Gotcha. And, and, and that's important. Uh, it's important. Uh, topic because you know and, and I, I feel the same way is that if someone's following you if I'm out explaining and, and I'm a client or you know a, a friend or whatever and I'm following your business page I'm looking for value and content and education or whatever especially if I'm trying to buy a house figuring out you know what's the best way to negotiate whatever yeah. maybe I have an agent that's not performing so I'm just like okay I know Alex let's you know maybe let's look at some of his content is that if I know, if I understand you're a realtor, I understand that you're in real estate and you sell houses. If all I'm seeing is listings and just sold and basically, you know, the humble brag about yourself and nothing else, you're exactly right. I'm going to tune out. There's no value. There's no education for me. So why would I continue to follow your business page? Now, some people will say, well, you know, I post my open houses all the time, do that. And I've gotten business from it. That's great. And what happens, and this is the thing, is that is and when people get a little bit of success on anything, then they kind of tune out what they could be doing, right? Now, if they're happy with that, that's great. Right. But they say, okay, well, I gotten like three leads out of it. But then, but th if you're looking at your audience, maybe you lost 30 people or something. So that's great that you got the three leads, but you just lost, you know, you know, it's almost like a bounce rate, right? So it's yeah. like you just, you've just, you've, you've lost followers, you've lost people because they don't care about that stuff. So you, even though you've had some success, you don't want to make that the, the, the end all be all because then you could be cutting yourself out of so much more by not doing that. So it, it's, it's important. Um, yeah. One more, one more comment about Facebook is that I am starting to use. Um, <clears throat> so we, we, we used to go through more. So snail mail was like kind of the way to communicate. Then we went and started using fax machines and then we started using email and now it's going to, it's now it's gotten to be more so about messaging. Mm -hmm. And so I, I've actually doubled down on Facebook Messenger as my mode of communication. And I actually don't, I actually have clients that I don't even have their cell phone number. Mm -hmm. I actually am Facebook messaging them yeah. and we're communicating that way, either whether it be a group chat with them. And so not only it's, it, it's, it's a lot easier and more efficient, but also, you know, I'm connected with them on a more personal level as well. Yeah. And so that's the trend that I'm seeing with, you know, WeChat and all these other apps, messaging apps, kind of doubling down on just being the app for everything. I think Facebook Messenger is also going that direction. And so I want to be part of that. And so I encourage you, if, you're, if you want to use Facebook, one of the great ways to do it is to be using Messenger. Perfect. In um, question, and I think you may have already answered this, but just in case we'll, we'll redo it, is, is another message from uh, a question from Eric is, do you actually connect your clients to your 
personal Facebook page? Oh, yeah. Or do you just, okay, yeah. If I like them. Well, that's important. I mean, it's important if you don't, you don't yeah. want them, uh, you know, harping right. on, on any of your stuff. But one of the things that I want to go back to what you had said is, you know, like when you're talking about, oh, you know, you're, you're connecting more on a personal level, my son's birthday, what restaurants you go to. This is something that I talk about a lot. And this is how you stand out is you, you're kind of doing research on that person. If you connected with someone that may or may not be a referral, it's almost like a different level of prospecting, but you understand them. And then I, I've done this as, as doing marketing and advertising for our company, if I've seen a page, saw what they were doing, saw that they had a pain point on something. So I went in there, um, helped them out with that. And then we ended up giving free advertising for the company doing that because I'm actually doing research on where I could add value. Something that's not going to cost us any money, just time, sweat, equity, whatever you want to call it. And then using that as an advantage to stand out from the rest of the selling and templated responses that you're going to get from other agents or mortgage professionals or whatever yeah. that has nothing to do with anything else. It's more of the shotgun approach and you will hit something, but I'd rather be hyper-focused like what you're talking about to see and connect more with those people. Yeah. So, and, and it's and, not scalable, Yeah, but, but it's, it's the way, I mean, you want to do the unscalable, especially if it's a relationship based business. Yeah. Right? yeah. This is not software. We can't go from, you know, zero users to a million users or a million clients right away. You know, yeah. we're pretty much at capacity. And yeah. so, uh, at a certain number of clients. And so really being able to focus on that relationship. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it, and I agree. It's even though it isn't a scalable operation to do that way, it's going to stand out. And, you know, we, we hear it all the time about like perfect day is Redfin's IPOs today. And, yep. and, and, you know, a lot of agents and people frown, you know, you know, frown their face at, at Redfin and Zill, you know, Zill is not a brokerage, but you know, Redfin and and other uh, other play, players that kind of have that model. Um, but in the end, it's like how how you fight those models is what you're talking about. Is that you? It, it's a relationship business, but then you see so many people run into the automation train, and so don't do that. It, it, and, and Alex is is right. Is it's not scalable, but at the same time, that's gonna that's going to differentiate you from your competition is yeah. by doing the unscalable because other agents aren't going to put in the time to do it. Yeah. There's so many companies trying to disrupt us as real estate agents. And you got two camps, ones that value agents and ones that think that we don't bring in a lot of value. But I mean, with, with the biggest investment purchase or, you know, decision that you're going to make as a buyer or seller, yeah. you know, there's a lot of emotion involved. This is not something that you just click a couple buttons and boom, your home is sold. And so with that emotion comes relationships and comes, you know, really, really good agents can help guide the clients from where they are to where they want to go. And so you really that you're not going to replace that with bots. OK, that's that. Yeah. I can say that right now. You can, you know, 10 years from now, there's still going to be a personal relationship in terms of buying and selling a home. Yeah. But the the when when they're not the, the agents that will be replaced are the ones that aren't doing what Alex is talking about. And that is relationship, concentrating on the relationship, using the technology, using the automation where it's necessary, but not to be in the in, in the middle of you and creating that relationship because that relationship is what's going to matter to the consumer and that experience. So you could do everything you can as a human. And Alex is, is proof of that, of being using technology, being on social media, creating those relationships. But at the same time, he's not pushing all of his business onto those platforms and then just, you know, putting his hands up. So that's the difference. And, and that's even though the landscape, you know, I just wrote something on this yesterday, but like that's why the landscape in five, 10 years is going to be different. And some people aren't going to survive that shift. 
But if you're doing what Alex is talking about, you will be in prime position because it's in the here and now, but it's going to be even more important in the future. So if you're doing that stuff now, just keep doing it and it's going to set you up well for the future. So it's, I couldn't agree more. Um, Another question from Rory is what, uh, and then I got another question about your reviews, but what advice would you give to an agent that's been in the business less than one year? I think the first thing that you have to understand is I want to empower agents, brand new agents. Um, You have to understand your value when it comes to, to being a real estate agent. What is your value? It's not that you drive a fancy car. It's not that you have, you know, nice, really nice flyers. It's not that you have a coffee cart at the open house. You know, it's really, at least from, in my opinion, where you can bring the most value is in negotiation and how to get the seller the highest possible price or how to get the buyer into the house that they want at a good price. Or if it's multiple offers, how can you fight amongst those seven offers to win? And so I would say for a new agent under a year or less, or even in 10 years in the business, focus on what you figure out what your value is and focus on honing that skill. And then I think the second thing as well is also about basically just having as many touches on the ball per se. And so I have, I have a new agent that came to me and said, well, Alex, you know what? I have this opportunity to join a team and I can be able to, you know, you know, have, you know, a lot of transactions because the team is selling a lot, uh, but I have to give up, you know, a a huge portion of my commission. And I just tell him, you should do it. You got to do it because you know how many times, how many transactions you're part of and you can learn and you can touch. I mean, that just, I mean, that's so much more valuable than whatever commission that you're going to get. You might get a slightly larger commission on your own deals, but you know, like, you know, it's still, nothing compared to the amount of knowledge and work and information and, and experience that you're going to get from being on that, you know, have be on that team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, question. Another question from Eric is, do you find value in boosting posts on Facebook? Uh, advertise. I don't boost posts on Facebook, but for, if you have really good piece of content, it's really, really amazing. If you, if you do some advertising with some, we talked about some ad sets and kind of yeah. do that Facebook advertising. So I'm just slowly diving into it, but I see the results. Yeah. For example, the review video that we did, I mean, we got really good exposure and, um, any type of YouTube advertising or Facebook advertising helps kind of just, uh, boost that up. Gotcha. The, an important thing, and it, it, this is a conversation we have in the snapback all the time about the boosting of the post. Yes, boosting posts work, but at the same time, you need to understand when you boost a post, like if you go and do just an ad in Facebook, what you need to understand is that you have different levels. You could get engagement. You could get clicks to your website or video views or shares. So there's so many different um, disciplines on an ad set that you could do. When you boost a post, you, you cut all those out. When you do an ad, you get to choose exactly what you want. Because if, if I have a if I have a content, but my intent is to have that consumer click through to my website, then I don't want to boost the post because they're not they're not um, primed for web clicks. Will you get web clicks? Absolutely. But you would really I'd rather I, if I'm going to spend the money, I'd rather spend the money focused on that lick or that that link click. Um, attribute as opposed to just boosting right. any, any post, because if you want to boost a post, it will get views. Um, you may get some engagement, whatever. Um, but at the same time, if, if you want to click out to that, that's why you would like what Alex is talking about. That's why you want to do an ad set as opposed to, to boosting a post. You mean more um, targeted. Exactly. Um, so uh, 
a question from Dustin is if you could go back to day one, knowing what you know now, what would you do different? Like, what would you, now that you, you know, you've done your, you know, mm-hmm. you've, you've done it, you know, again, yeah. congratulations on, on, on uh, making uh, the wall street journal for, you know, the top two fifty in, in the country. Um, and so you, you, you know, to me, that's a success you've hit. I mean, I don't know what your, your high watermark is for, for your career, but you've, you've been a success. And so now that you've hit that pinnacle, going back to day one, what would you do different to either speed it along or do the business differently? But if you go back to day one, what would you do different? You don't think, you know, you might do a lot of things different, but what would, what would stand out the most where you're like, Oh, you know what, if I went back to day one, I would do this first. Yeah, that's a good, great question. I never really think about that. I'm always looking forward and kind of making adjustments as 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 we're going forward. Um, I don't think I would do it much differently. I think the reason why I've been fortunate to be able to still be where I'm at is because I've been focused on relationships, focused on, you know, whether that be through social media, whether that be through client appreciation parties. I might just do more of what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. That's probably what I would say. I'd probably throw more parties and then, and, you know, hang out and be connected to more clients. Uh, but I don't think I would do as much um, changes of what I've done, but mm-hmm. um, I would think I'd probably just do more of it. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's good. Um, now getting into the actual reviews piece of it and, you know, this question hasn't been asked, but I'm, I'm assuming that everyone wants to know is as far as all the reviews that you do have, where are you getting your biggest crop of referrals or business? Is it Yelp? Is it Google? Zillow? Where are you getting the most most love from? Yeah, I would say probably the lion share would probably be Yelp, and then the close second would be Zillow. Okay. Um, Google and Facebook, it's a little bit harder to track. In fact, even those, I mean, Yelp is so, performs so strong on Google in terms of its ranking when you're searching. Even if the person's not searching on Yelp, Yelp will pop up. And so it's really hard to kind of triangulate and figure out what's coming from Google reviews or Facebook reviews. Um, but uh, right now it's a Yelp and then Zillow. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Question. Uh, how important is the support from your brokerage in your business? I think brokerage's uh, support is it's, it's very important to more so, uh, I think, the power of the network. Um, this is more of a general question, not necessarily pertain to social proof. But mm-hmm. so I, I started off in the. Uh, um, I started off a little brokerage in 2007. So I've been in this for 16 years. In 2007, I started my own little brokerage. You know, it was managing agents, you know, selling properties, managing rental properties as well. And I was kind of spread really thin. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had seven agents. And so I was great. I mean, I was producing, selling, uh, but I wasn't part. I didn't realize this until in 2012 when I joined the Serena Group that Joining a larger brokerage, there's a lot more information being shared. Mm-hmm. It's the power of a network, right? And so suddenly I'm plugged into this 300, 400 agents, information that are sharing, collaborating, sharing, you know, what's the best painter to use? What's the best this? What's the best that? Or what do the property down the street sell for? Mm-hmm. And I didn't have that information when I was uh, on my own little brokerage. I was on like, like on my own little island. Mm-hmm. I think the, the brokerage, to have that platform of collaboration, not all, not all brokerages actually have this type of setup, but at least for us so at the Serena Group, we do, and that's super helpful in terms of helping each other and sharpening each other, making each other better. And then, of course, having a footprint in terms of infrastructure, that's important too. Mm-hmm. Having a nice office like this, yeah. I think that there's a lot of startups that are trying to disrupt the industry saying, oh, we can do mobile office space and do that. That's fine. I totally get it. I was a mobile office space when I had my own company too. I mean, mm-hmm. we just a little, a little hole in the wall. 
But I think there's something to say with having some sort of nice presence as a first impression when you bring a client into the office and say, hey, this is a professional business and we've got a nice little office here yep. in this market. And this market is different than that market. Yep. And so that means you need two offices, right? Yep. And so I think there's a lot to, to say with uh, with uh, um, having that, that support. Gotcha. So uh, one of the, you know, we've we've been going for almost 40 minutes here, so we'll, you know, try to wrap it up uh, pretty quick. But um, so... One thing, uh, and we talked about this before we went online, is I thought it was awesome the the YouTube video you did with doing um, the reviews. It's almost kind of like um, I forget what Tonight Show has it, but it's like the mean tweets sort like of Jimmy deal. Kimmel, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, I thought this I thought this idea was genius. Um, I watch a lot of realtor content, especially the ones that are out there, you know, throwing YouTube videos and stuff. I've never seen anyone do it this way, but it was so funny because the way that you framed it was uh, I was expecting this, that same type of thing, but then you kind of reversed it. So how did you, how did you come up with the idea of doing the, and then, so for people that don't understand what I'm talking about, uh, I will, we have everyone that registered, we have your email addresses. I will send out a link to uh, Alex's YouTube video that we're talking about now, but where did you get the idea to have people read your reviews that you're getting, but do it, read the positive reviews in a negative way. So yeah. where did you get the idea for that? I mean, it's, it's just the coffee meeting with a friend and we're talking and, you know, it was inspired by Jimmy Kimmel's live uh, mean tweets seg uh, segment. I was like, you know what? I got all these good reviews. Um, the typical thing is just post them up and say, Oh, thank you so much for so-and-so for reviewing me. And that kind of humble brag thing. I didn't really want to do that. So we mm -hmm. just kind of, I was just trying to figure out what's a better way to do it. Then we said, well, what if, we hired actors yeah. and then they would read your reviews and, and read your bad reviews. And I said, well, I don't have a lot of bad reviews. I go, mm -hmm. well, then what if the actors thought that they, you know, so anyways, I'll, I'll save it for you guys. Check out the video. But, uh, but um, it just kind of evolved from there. Just mm -hmm. kind of a brainstorming, kicking some ideas around. And then just uh, we shot it in a day and uh, you know, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. No, I I thought it was genius. I'm, and like I said, I'm totally gonna borrow that idea from you yeah. and, and use it myself. But uh, it it I think it what it is is it's one thing to talk about social proof and you should get reviews and all the other stuff. That's great, but it's it's what are you doing with that once you've got it? And so it's it's one thing that Alex could have just sat back, it's like, okay, I got reviews on Yelp, I got reviews on Google, Zillow, whatever. I'm covered. I'm getting business. That's great. But what he's doing is taking those reviews and taking that social proof and then putting it on a medium as that without actually saying, here's my reviews. It's more of like, this is just a funny thing, something that's totally different than what you've seen any other, at least for me, any other agent doing or just anybody doing. And then that's going to stand out. And so you're getting your social proof, but you're doing it in a funny way and also something that people are going to want to watch because they're totally going in there thinking it's going to be one thing and then it's totally different. So it's it's about just not just doing, going out there and getting your social proof, but it's also what are you going to do with the the content and the data once you have it? And so that was like a perfect example of, of doing that. So Thanks, Jason. well done, yeah. well done. Um, question uh, before we wrap it up here. Um, how do you test your your social proof online? Like how are you knowing that you're you're doing the right thing? I mean, obviously you're getting reviews, and but do you go in and kind of Google yourself? And, and Rory's talking about like being in, on incognito mode and check yourself yeah. out online. And yeah. so what do you, how do you make sure more of like reputation, right? Like just making sure that there's not any bad stuff out, out there of you. How do you, what do you, what do you do? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that Roy, you're right. It, it is a, uh, you know, going to, you're trying to replicate the 
search behavior of the client right, or, or potential client. And so, you know, your computer has a bunch of cookies and the search results are going to pop up based upon what you search for. So you want to go to incognito window, that kind of uh, private browsing if you're in a different browser, and then search from there. And just type in, let's say, you know, San Ramon. We're here in San Ramon. San Ramon real estate agent and see what pops up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those couple top sites before you have to scroll down above the fold, you want to be on those sites. And so, yeah, I look at my stuff and see how I, how I rank. And I'm not so focused as much, though, in terms of you know, how many reviews I have. I'm more so just focused on being, making sure that my presence when I'm on those sites is good. And people, when they see it, because they may be com uh, comparing you to another real estate agent, right? right? Popping up and seeing how does each of those differentiate themselves from each other. And so it's important to see how is that, how does the, the, the image, how does it, how is it portrayed on those sites? Um, and you're sometimes going to get bad reviews. And I recommend you guys don't worry about that so much. I mean, if you can private message a person and say, hey, you know, is there anything I can do to really be able to, you know, solve this? You know, I'm sorry for that experience. You know, I think that's probably taking the high road is better than getting all upset and you know, defending yourself on publicly online yeah. and say, oh, going through this long, long diatribe of, you know, why you're justified that you weren't in the wrong. I mean, yeah. guys, come on, just 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 let it go. Talk to them, and, and you know, if anything, the bad reviews make you look more human. Yeah. And so, I mean, we're all human. I got a couple of bad reviews as well, and you just can't can't help with that. But just focus on you know moving forward and focus on the positive. Yeah. Because uh, when it comes down to it, it that's it's, it's important that you say that. Just don't, don't worry about it, because so many people even because when when you know I was talking about social survey and how Orlando search get a lot of great reviews now, and you know you get some bad ones sprinkled in, and then you know everyone freaks out about it, but. Guys, just be honest, is, is that there's no company, no individual, there's no one in the history of the world in sales and business that has 100% satisfaction rate. It doesn't exist. You're not ever going to please everybody. You're going to have your detractors. And Alex is 100% right, is it makes you look more human. It makes you look like, because to me, I don't trust 100% review. If everyone loves right. it, I don't trust that. Right. That's right. the last thing I'm going to trust. Just like if it's all negative, I'm going to look in that as well. I'm not going to think, you know, because... And I've had it before. I've, I've, you know, I've had relatives get on Facebook and say, oh, I had a crappy experience or whatever. And so they do like a like a rush of like, hey, you know, give a give a negative Yelp review to this and that. So there's a lot of politics, if you will, or whatever you want to call it, that goes into the review. So just don't look at, you know, look at some people and then look at what they're and look at what they're writing. Just don't look if someone leaves you like a three star or a five star. Look what they're writing, because sometimes, you know, I'm a consumer. I understand. And also being on, you know, the sell side of, the, of business. You understand that some people, some borrowers that we have, you know, they're all great, but you know what? Some of them are just a little bit unrealistic. And so read the reviews from a consumer's perspective. So you could say, yeah, that person's a little crazy. And so maybe their one-star review isn't, is, is believable as someone else because their expectations were wildly out of control. Yeah. So I think it's important that you, that you said that. So, um, we're coming up on the 45 minute mark. Um, we've got some great questions. Um, so going forward, if someone wants to reach out and, you know, connect with you, ask you a question or whatever, what's the best way to uh, find you online? So where, where do you, where yeah, do you hang I out? mean, my website is www.alexwayne.com and you can message me on Facebook, facebook.com slash hello, Alex Wayne. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, Alex, thank you for taking the time out of your day to join us here. I, I hope you guys got a lot of good information from this. It's important to know that this is, this is what I preach to, to my loan officers, to the agents that I work with. 
everybody every single day. This everything that we're talking about here, everything that Alex had talked about with social proof, all the examples that he's brought up, his his workflow, everything, it breeds success. It it it, it talks to the modern consumer. It's 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 perfect for the new economy that we're going with the digital shift. It meets everything, and not only that, but it's a great foundation for now. But it's going to be the foundation as we get into that peer-to-peer environment for everything for the future. So it's important to take everything that Alex is talking about to heart. So again, thanks, my man. I appreciate yeah. having you here. Awesome. That has to be one of my old-time favorite interviews that I've done. Uh, Alex is such a down-to-earth guy, humble. Just, just really like him. And uh, you know, it's I've been fortunate enough to know him for these last few years. And uh, even better is. Uh, I consider him uh, one of my good friends. So uh, Alex Wayne, you can check him out at alexwayne.com. I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsor, Social Survey. They are the enterprise reputation management firm of the industry. You can check them out at socialsurvey.com. They are great people to work with. Um, and if you guys want to check out what we're doing over at The Agent Marketer, check us out at theagentmarketer.com. We have information about our program. We have uh, our blog content. And you could uh, connect with us on all of our social media channels. That is our hub. Uh, Again, thank you for your time, and I hope you guys have an awesome day.